are humans breeding with aliens to create a new race? And the battle of the sexes heats up today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. Having a great day. I hope you're having a great day. You know, it's funny, I'm a big stats guy. As far as kind of looking at the stats of projects I'm involved, that I don't care about, like, statistics in general. But this is, this is how I was back when I was doing music. This is kind of how I've approached everything. I like to look at the stats. I like to look at feedback. I like to look to know what people are responding to and what people aren't responding to. And luckily, with the podcast, I can see a ton of stats. I can see general, you know, countries where people are visiting from, which is great. We're hitting all sorts of countries, countries I've never been to, are listening to the show, states. I see people in all these other states listening to the show. I've actually stopped naming those states and countries because I've noticed once I do, viewership drops off. I think they're afraid that I'm going to track them. But one of the things that YouTube allows me to do, the podcast just shows me downloads, but YouTube will actually show me views and how long people are watching the videos. And it kind of gives me an average. And we've been hitting about a four-minute average on YouTube, and I'm taking the 20-minute podcast, breaking it into maybe two six- to ten-minute stories. So a four-minute average is actually really good. Now, the last episode, I uploaded the YouTube video, Are Porn Stars Psycho? Are Porn Stars Psychic Sexual Vampires? Within a couple hours, it was my most viewed video with 140 views right out the gate. It had only been live for two hours. And I was like, oh, this is great, you know? I hope this isn't too clickbaity. And then when I dug into the numbers, it had only been watched an average of about 10 seconds at that time. It's it's leveled off now. Now it's up back to around maybe two or three minutes. So it's still under-averaged. One of my least... People are watching the video on average less than they've watched the other videos. And it's, I think... What people thought it was, obviously the subscribers know what they're getting into. People who are coming back to this channel know what they're getting into. But people who are recommended the video, I think they probably think it's dad porn. Now, when I say dad porn, I don't mean porn with dads in it, incest or anything like that. I mean porn that is made for dads, which tends to be very, very, very soft core. You see it a lot on Fox News. They'll do news reports like, what is your daughter doing at spring break? And you know for the next five minutes is Tucker Carlson. Bill O'Reilly was notorious for this when his show was still on the air. But you'll have, you know, Sean Hannity or whatever doing their segment. And in the in you're hearing him talk, but for about five minutes, you're just seeing these young, beautiful 20-year-old women dancing around on the beach. And it's so the dad who can't watch porn, you know, some of them can't watch porn because... They may have a moral objection to it, or their wife doesn't let them, or they have child blocks on their computers or whatever. And some of them may like to look at a beautiful woman, but don't want to see a prolapsed anus. They don't want to see, like, that hyper porn that's floating around out there. They just want to look at a beautiful woman dance around on the beach. And it's dad porn is basically porn that if someone walked in on you while you're watching it, you could be like, I'm just watching the news, honey. I'm just listening to this crazy YouTube guy talk about uh, psychic vampires and porn. <laughs> and I think they clicked on it and they heard my voice. Hey, everybody, welcome to Dead Rabbit Radio. And they just clicked off within 10 seconds. But I really like that story and I've actually gotten some feedback on it already. You guys are really fast with responding to stuff and I appreciate that. It's one of the things that keeps me going. But no, sorry, guys, you were just clicking in because there was a sexy woman picture. There, that was it. It was just a sexy woman picture and then me talking about 
vampires <laughs> for the next ten minutes. So now we're gonna we got two stories again today. The first one we're gonna talk about is something I just found out about yesterday. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Jason has a hard enough time researching stuff that he's been preparing, and now he's going to talk about something he just discovered. But I think it's interesting. So, the, the battle of the sexes takes all shapes and forms. It can be a professional battle. It can be like a mental battle. But it can also be a, a who can manipulate who the most. And that's what we're going to be talking about now. So I'm sure you're all familiar with the term sugar baby and sugar daddy. What a sugar daddy is, it's a wealthy man or a man of means who doesn't want to really deal with the act of like courting a woman or going through all that rigmarole of dating. He's just basically, I will provide you finances and you will be my girl. A sugar baby is the girl, is the one who's like, you know, I'm just looking for a rich man to take care of me. That term has been around forever. It's changed into now it's almost like a professional agreement. So there's a website called Seeking Arrangements, and it is set up for wealthy men who get verified. Somehow their ver their wealth is verified. They post their profiles on there, and then young women who simply want to be taken care of in exchange for companionship, really sex. But it's not like a prostitute where it's on like a case-by-case -case basis. It's a lifestyle choice. So... Some of these women get paid, they get, they call it an allowance of up to $5,000 a week. A lot of people are talking about, oh yeah, you know, I get $5,000 a week from my man. And I'm reading all these, I, I found out about that. Well, I knew about that. I didn't know so much about, there's whole forms dedicated on how to be a better sugar baby and how to find the right men who are going to take care of you, who aren't, you know, total losers, warning signs to look for, abusing people who are abusers and so on and so forth. That in and of itself is something that I, in, again, in general knew about. Didn't know so much about the how-tos. What I found out yesterday is there is an opposing side. There is a Skeletor to the He-Man of Sugar Babies. And the Skeletor is what is called a Salt Daddy. So instead of a Sugar Daddy, you're a Salt Daddy. And I saw that term yesterday, and I was like, okay, this is going to be an interesting, <laughs> this is going to be something interesting to research at 11 o'clock at night. Assault Daddy is a man who pretends he's wealthy and seeks out sugar babies and manipulates them into sex. And I'm like, oh, you know, the, the thing is with life is there's a lot of times predators and predators bump into each other. I would consider somebody who is basically. Try. I mean, you can be a kind of, you could say the relationship is consensual, but there, there's something slimy about it on all sides. The sugar daddy and the sugar baby. And now you have this third, third predator in the group, the sugar, the salt daddy, who will basically go on these websites, contact these women, and be like, oh yeah, you know, the Maserati's in the shop right now, but I can pick you up in my Honda Accord that I borrowed from my butler. Let's go to this hotel and have sex. And of course, a lot of the sugar baby forums, they're like, how do I keep an eye out for salt daddies? You know, I got salted last night. I went out with this guy. This was one of the salt stories, by the way. To me, this is an, a massive amount of money. But this is one of the salt stories. So this woman, she met this guy who said he was a sugar daddy. And she brought him, he brought her champagne, but he pulled it out of his backpack and it wasn't expensive champagne. 
then when they met up again, this time he brought red wine, which he also pulled out of his backpack. I don't do rich people not have backpacks. Is that a stereotype I don't know about? But anyways, and she said it was kind of a cheap red wine. Now, to me, cheap means like seven dollar wine. So I don't know if it was that cheap. I don't know if it was like Thunderbird. Then she takes he takes her out to a fancy restaurant in in her words, a fancy restaurant. So he obviously has some sort of money. I don't even buy I have I have a backpack. That's the only thing I can share in common with this guy in the story. I don't have enough money to buy wine to give to people. But he takes her out to a fancy restaurant. And then that night he says, hey, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of a less allowance this time because I bought you dinner. Now, the allowance, these three dates they went on, each time he gave her $500 cash. That's that's insane. And she's saying, oh, he must not be rich because if he was rich, he wouldn't ask for a discount. Well, maybe. Or maybe he, maybe you ate $400 worth of food. I don't know. The whole thing seems super weird for me. Now, when I think of Assault Daddy reading this, the definition that I got were people who were actually, like, poor... Not like just not as rich, like maybe the guy said he made a, a you know a million, and it turns out he only made like eight hundred thousand dollars. The shocker, that's that's the tragedy of it all. I was thinking more of somebody like me who was pretending that he was an astronaut, selling moon rocks for millions of dollars a gram. So I did find a salt daddy like that on the on. See, and this is the opposing side. I found a website where a guy teaches you. How to be a salt daddy. And his his tips were that you have to make it believable. So you say that you're worth a million dollars and you make about 300000 a year. You know, he goes, that's believable. If you say you're a multimillionaire, it's harder to prove. He went and he researched up names of what a rich person's name would be like. And he settled on the name Donovan Chase. Which, sure, I guess that does sound like a rich person. But it sounds more like a rich person from a romance novel. But he's saying it worked for him. And he goes on with this website. And he's like, you know, what I did was I created this Tinder profile. And uh, not Tinder. He went on Seeking Arrangements. He went on that website and created a professional profile showing how much money he had. And then he goes, I would see women in my area on Tinder. And they wouldn't give me the, the time of day. And then I would see them on Seeking Arrangement. And they'd be all over me. Because now they perceived me as someone of value. Someone who had money that could give them something. And so he goes, you know, I used to have all of my stats and all of my phrases that I used on Seeking Arrangements on this website. But what happened was this website got so popular that all the women read it so they knew exactly what to look for. So I put that in another article called Salt Daddy 102. This article was Salt Daddy 101, like Introduction to Salt Daddy. So of course, at this point, I'm curious. I click on the link. It's not another website. He's selling a book on how to be a salt daddy for $89. Now he's a sugar baby. Now he's ripping me off. I'm not going to pay 89 bucks for a book on how to be a salt daddy. Here, page one, chapter one, lie. End of book. Just lie about stuff that you think people will believe. And the beauty of the internet is, is that if the lies don't work, you shut down the profile, open up a new one with a new lie. I don't have to pay $89 to know how to deceive people. Wait, no, back up. 
I don't want to pay $89 simply to deceive people. And I'll bet you anything, if anyone buys that book, that book is full of the most useless knowledge, and I bet you he's trying to sell other products around the way. I hate it when people manipulate people, and I hate it when people rip people off. I mean, it's just predators versus predators versus predators, and prey gets caught up in the net sometimes. Don't, 89 bucks for a book telling you how to lie. Ridiculous. Although I do think the term salt daddy is still pretty, pretty funny. But I don't recommend becoming a salt daddy yourself. I don't really re- recommend becoming a... Sh- oh, and there's weird. There's a war between the sugar babies, too. Some sugar babies are like, you need to have an allowance of $5,000 a week. Like, that has to be agreed to up front. And other sugar babies are like, I don't need an allowance as long as I'm taken care of. Like, if I'm with the rich man and he's flying me around the world and he buys me stuff that I want... The fact that he's not giving me cash every Friday doesn't matter. And there was like a war on the forum. And they're like, you don't know how to be a sugar baby. I'm just looking for comfort. And I mean, you can meet somebody and get get a genuine relationship out of it. That actually would be a really interesting rom-com where it's like a salt daddy tricks. I guess that'd probably just be called rape by deception. <laughs> I don't think that would be a good rom-com. Never mind. Let's move on to the next story. So the next story is part of our sexpiracy week, our week of sexual conspiracies. This one's a little different because this one has absolutely no proof to back up any of the claims. It's all just people saying stuff. Unlike all the other conspiracies on this show that are rigorously tested and scientifically proven, the first story, the first part of it is a little sad, but the second part's going to make you chuckle. So I think it balances out pretty well. There's this woman... She was a, she worked for the U.S. Air Force. You know, generally you give military personnel more credibility. Maybe not this time. She works for the, she worked for the U.S. Air Force. And back when she was 25, she was just going about life. She had a little kid. She was working as a radar technician officer, a radar tracking officer, I guess I should say the exact job she had. Details matter in these type of stories. And then one day, a reptile, a reptilian alien shows up kidnaps her, takes her to the moon because they need slave labor up there. And what better way to get slave labor than to kidnap a 25-year-old American woman? I mean, forget that there's people all over the world and continents that have no tracking software when people go missing. Kidnap her. Take her to the moon. She works all day moving boxes in this factory. They're building this military installation on the dark side of the moon. And then at night, the alien bangs her. And invites his alien reptilian friends to bang her too. So there's like this gangbang going on. And then the oddest, the oddest detail of that whole thing is there's a bunch of greys standing in the corner watching them. So I imagine like the greys are just like cuckolds to the reptilians. Like the reptilians are like these strong, virile creatures. And the greys are just like these emaciated creatures like smoking cigarettes in the corner being like, yeah, take it hard. Yeah, give her that egg. Give her that big, juicy egg. That might <laughs> that might have gone a little too far. But anyways, and she says this happened like eight to ten times. And she didn't remember any of it, but she had some missing time in her life. And she got hypnotized, and through hypnosis, this was all revealed to her. Now, it goes without saying that didn't happen. There's multiple things wrong with that story. One, I don't even have to go through them. The whole thing's ridiculous. What's sad is the woman either did suffer some sort of sexual assault and this was her only way of coping with it, or she's just nuts. Like, I think the story, they couldn't find really any incident that mirrored this type of thing in her past. But the whole thing is just weird. 
And I read that and I was like, okay, that that woman's just a little nuts and it's just kind of sad. We do cover a lot of people on this show that seem to have some sort of mental illness, your host most likely included. And from there, so that woman was like, oh man, I can't believe it happened. I had sex with all those aliens. I feel so ashamed. Then I found a group of women who are the opposite and they're like, sex with aliens is the best. Reptilian sex is the most savage, primal, fierce sex you can ever have. And I feel bad for women who don't have it. And I gave birth to a hybrid baby. There's a whole group of these women who believe that not only have they had consensual sex with the reptilian species, they've actually gone through pregnancy and delivered birth. These women actually do have proof. Proof of this. They have pictures of their children hand-drawn pictures of their children. They have all sketched out drawings of what they believe their hybrid children look at look like. And they look like precious moments pictures. They're just normal kids with like eyes that are really big. Some of them have like little reptilian foreheads, but they're like, women, you have to bang these aliens. It feels so good. I'm reading this article, and sometimes the women say they'll actually be brought up to the spaceship for some hot sexy scaly sex and they said one woman says one time she just saw a light come through the sky and her over her ovaries began to ache and she's like that's it they just beamed an egg out of me and i have another hybrid baby so you're going oh jason great you're just picking on people with mental disorders uh, no not really well kind of but what i think is interesting about this is there is a gin it's not just these women, these two women featured in this article, aside from the woman who got taken to the moon, these two women are having hybrid children. It's not just them. There is a forum, there is a website called Hybrid Children Online. And this is a website specifically for women who have hybrid children or who have hybrid children and don't know it. See, you can take this workshop. You can take this workshop that this very slick, admittedly slick website has, where you can learn to connect with your hybrid child. You can remember your galactic heritage and soul mission. You can rekindle your own inner child, and you can cultivate your extrasensory abilities. So basically, pay me money, and I'll teach you how to imagine stuff. I'm looking through this, and this website is creepy. So you have the hand-drawn pictures, which was weird enough because they're saying, this is my own child, this is Bucky, and it's just a drawing. This website goes the extra step. They've taken photos of normal children and photoshopped their eyes to be huge. It's really disturbing, and it gives it this kind of anti-Uncanny Valley thing where it makes them look less human. It's not that Uncanny Valley thing where they look too human. So this package where you, you can sign up for this thing and you'll get all these interactive videos that'll help you telepathically communicate with your child. I mean, at this point, they're praying. I may be making fun of them, but they're preying on people who have mental illnesses. You can watch these videos. They have You can access their Facebook group. You can be on these, for, um, these group calls with each other. $444. For this program. So let's say that I have a mental illness and I think that I have a hybrid child out there and I, this is a real mental illness I have and I'm suffering with and I finally find people who agree with me. They will only agree with me and they only help me out if I have $444 or to be fair, two payments of $225.
So you can save six bucks if you just <laughs> buy it in full. But come on. And they have that little trick where they go, maybe you have a hybrid child and don't even know it. So if you're lonely and you don't know why you don't remember last Thursday night, it's not because the wine. It's because an alien abducted you, had hot, passionate alien sex with you, took out your baby, <laughs> and dropped you back off on Earth. <sighs> and people believe this. People believe this. I, you know, this the idea of humans breeding with aliens has been around for a long time. What I don't understand it with, I can't have sex, I can't, well, I can't have sex with a dog, but I can't have a baby with a dog. So, and a creature that evolved in another planet, we wouldn't be able to breed with. And then you go, okay, maybe they came here first and we're, maybe they're, they're, they're the progenitors of our species. Again, I think the most likely thing that aliens are from Earth. If the aliens exist, I don't think they're coming from the cosmos. I think they're from either under the ocean or a cave system or from another dimension, which, think about it, they're based, I just realized, aliens are, are salt daddies, because think of this, if a reptile shows up and the woman's like, oh my god, you're a reptile, and he's like, yes, I came from the star Cyrus, or is it Sirius? I the, even the alien's like, uh, um, Sirius? Cyrus? Anyways, I'm from a star a long way away. And I came across this vast distance to make hot, animal, passionate love to you. And the woman's like, oh my god. Her, she's all a flutter. And he takes her and he just ravishes her. And then after that, as he's putting back on his little reptilian silver suit, he's like, see you later. And he just walks into a cave by Mount Adams. Like, I think they're probably telling these women that they're from the farthest reaches of space. But then it turns out, like, they're just, like, swimming underneath the Gulf of Mexico. Like, they're basically salt daddies, because they can't be coming that from that far away. It doesn't make sense. And if they did, why would they be banging these women? These women are pretty hot, actually, if you look at the article. I wouldn't travel light years to have sex with them, but aliens might actually be the ultimate salt daddies, the intergalactic salt daddies. They're lying about it. They don't have hyperdrives. They have, like, a, a submarine at tops, a really fast submarine that might be able to hover outside the water. And the women are like, hey, why aren't we on your UFO? And he's like, uh, my thruster's in the shop. I had to borrow this RV from my butler, so we're just going to have sex in this. And then they just slink out the back and go into, like, some deep cave system and... They're telling the greys all the stories. They're like, oh, yeah, dude, she totally put out. She let me get to third. And the greys are just jacking off in the corner listening to his amazing stories. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. You can hit us up there. I'm sure you guys are going to be happy when this sexpiracy week is over because I just can't get through any of these stories without going to some sort of weird place. But um, we're just going to keep... We we got a ton more stories for you. Sometimes I'm worried about running out of content. And then I, I, both of these stories I came up with at the last minute. I had previous stuff to talk about. I really didn't like it. I recorded it, hated it, deleted it. And I really like this episode. I think, I think it... I'm much happier with this episode. So we will be back tomorrow with another great episode with a couple more stories. Um, Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Yeah.